Iowa everywhere. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Time to go inside the game that was and look ahead to what's up next. What's up next? Ben Bruns has the answers and analysis. It's Cyclone Sunday with Ben Bruns. Only on Iowa Everywhere. Hey everybody, Ben Bruns, Cyclone Sunday here on Iowa Everywhere. Man, what a day yesterday. Uh, One that we'll all remember for a really long time. And one that, um, you know, has been a long time coming. Um, You know, I I, kind of feel like starting at the end of this thing because, uh, you know, after all those twists and turns and and all the ups and downs, um, Iowa State was the team that was more committed longer. And that's how you win a Cyhawk. And um, that, that's something that Iowa has done uh, the last few years. But there's so many really, really good Iowa State teams that have played in recent history and had the most success ever in school history and, and have not won this game. And I think um, how, I, how the emotion I felt after the game, and maybe you did too, uh, was all about that. It was like th- this was a win not just for this year's team, and it's a huge win for this year's team, but uh, a win for, for those great Cyclone teams. Uh, you know, think about uh, two years ago, we didn't even get a chance to play this game. Um, go back before that, and uh, there's a, a weather delay after Iowa State uh, was tortured Iowa uh, at the beginning, really the, for more than a half. Um, what a what a what a what a way to win, right? And uh, you know, at one point I'm like nine seven. I'd settle for nine seven in this game. I don't care, right? And uh, to come up with the plays that Iowa State did uh, to win this game was um, a testament to their focus and and uh, their resiliency. Uh, and and you know, there were some bad things, right? I mean, the punt game. We'll get into that and some of what's going on there. Um, uh, a couple of miscommunications from uh, QB to wide receiver, but you know, for the most part, um, this this Iowa State football team executed exactly how you have to do it to win an ugly game in Iowa City. Um, I'm going to start uh, because because uh, games are won and lost up front. Uh, I'm going to start with the big man of the game, and. Uh, 
you know, if you if you like watching uh, line play like I do, uh, there is absolutely uh, one a couple guys that really uh, stood out, um, but uh, no, none more than Trevor Downing in this game. Uh, it is impossible to tell you exactly what it's like to snap the football in shotgun uh, in Kinnick Stadium. Um, it's, it's really hard. And you're backed up in, in your own end zone or you're going into your opponent's end zone in a goal line situation. That is a really difficult duty uh, under immense pressure. Trevor was money all, all day long. And, um, you know, everybody likes to talk about Jack Campbell. I was middle linebacker, um, really highly decor- decorated guy. Did you hear his name yesterday? Did you see him make any plays? I didn't. I saw him get pancaked by Trevor Downing. Um, that happened. Uh, Trevor Downing was uh, a dominant player in, in this uh, matchup. And a lot of the time he started by um, doing a movement block, you know, a combo block um, on one of the defensive linemen and then scraped up to the second level and spent the majority of the day blocking Jack Campbell. And, and you know, Jack had a handful of tackles um, in, as assists, but uh, he wasn't there um, making plays like, like he usually does. And, and it's because there was somebody on the other side of the uh, ball that was, that was better. Trevor Downing, um, his pass pro was, was outstanding. Um, you know, in, in Iowa city, there's a ton of seating in those ends, right? Because the, the, uh, the sides of the stadium are, are the conventional, uh, older, older seating. Uh, they're a little less dense than, um, the seating that's in the end zones with more modern geometry, more vertical. And, uh, man, when you get down, uh, or you're backed up, um, you really have to have a lot of poise and composure, and the Iowa State offense did it, um, but but led by Trevor Downing at the center position. Defensively, uh, up front, Iowa State's defense looked uh, significantly better this week. You, you talk about uh, linebacker play, you know, uh, and, and how the safeties uh, work with the linebackers. Iowa State was really, really good at that. Colby Reeder uh, was some big time, um, big time plays both inside and outside. He had the interception. Um, I, I was really impressed with how Iowa State's defense, um, especially the linebackers, penetrated when it was a downhill run play for Iowa. Uh, and how they got sideline to sideline when it, when Iowa was scraping out, running uh, tight ends uh, across and, and uh, doing the play-action game that they like to do, um, or any of that um, horizontal motion stuff uh, where Iowa was trying to feed it to, to their uh, playmaker, Arlen Bruce. Um, the linebackers played great, and... and um, I, I think huge step forward uh, in in game one to game two for them. Uh, Gary Vaughn, that that second eight um, strip sack. Uh, Iowa State showed six in that situation. Second and eight, and Iowa State showing six man blitz. They brought five, uh, one spy, and 
uh, got got home and forced a turnover in this ball game. And you think about all those games in a row that Iowa hadn't turned it over. Iowa State forced that turnover. Um, and they come back around, and, and TJ Tampa forces another. Um, actually, forced two other turnovers. Um, if you had to do a player of the game, it'd be hard for TJ not to not to get a nod. Um, you know, he got that deflection that uh, popped the ball up and, and Reader converted on. And then uh, also the the uh, punch the ball out uh, on the goal line. And uh, really the game that kind of saved, saved things for Iowa State, or the play that saved things for Iowa State. Uh, Kendall Jackson with a super heads-up play. You know, Kendall uh, comes in in those short yardage packages, uh, number 47, uh, inside linebacker. And uh, I played with his dad, Hez, uh, so that tells you how old I am. But um, Hez is a phenomenal guy, great family. And, you know, for Kendall to have that heads-up play and, and, and go grab that ball and not pull it back into the end zone with him, right, um, just, just to have it uh, in that setting um, set up the most epic drive, I think, uh, in, in Iowa State uh, football history that I, that I can remember. I mean, I, I don't remember a drive at, at our rivals, uh, at our rivals house where you go 21 plays, 90, 99.5 yards, almost 12 minutes. You have to convert six third downs and, and you essentially win the game because, uh, your opponent can't do anything on offense. I mean, I, I, I just um, you're backed up in your own uh, in in your own side of the field. You bring in an extra offensive lineman. Uh, Zach Ross came in, and and uh, Jarrell Brock uh, came off the weak side to pick up that uh, first third down in that series. A ton of penetration on the third and five from the twenty yard line. Uh, Maybe the one play all day that uh, that Downing. Um, you know, was was a little out of position, um, but Hunter Decker's steps back and and uh, slings one out to the, the outside. Uh, and X is is so versatile that he adjusts himself to get the uh, get the ball and then pick up the first down. Um, Jalen Knoll right afterward uh, over the middle for another uh, uh, third down conversion. Um, Get get another one over the middle to X, and then uh, you know that that third and seven play uh, in Iowa's goal line, um, where Ryan Moss is grabbing X's arms, and X just just flicks his arms down to get Riley's hands off of him, um, and and is able to uh, convert that touchdown. Um, whew, what what a what a series! And you know grit, want to heart. Uh, Focus, execution, all of that. That absolutely uh, was the turning point of the game. You know, Iowa State uh, had to create its own momentum because uh, it really had, had uh, sh- we shot ourselves in the foot several times. And, you know, I'd be remiss to not talk about uh, the punt game. And, you know, I mentioned in uh, our inaugural broadcast of this after the SEMO game, we almost had a, a tight punt blocked in that game. Uh, Iowa State electing to go in the spread punt look the entire uh, the entire game, but on the first spread punt when we're backed up, 
Um, Orion Vance is back there as one of the shield guys. And, and Iowa State's doing a hybrid spread punt. So what I mean is there's two guys back um, in the shield and, and um, one guy uh, up front. And um, that's Miles um, Mendezun. Uh, who's who's up front, and he's not a big guy. You know, he's 6'4", 220-pound redshirt freshman. He's not a guy who's going to just gobble up dudes uh, as they come through the line of scrimmage. And, and, you know, Orion Vance is back there with Ross in that shield, and Orion's just too light. Um, he, he's, a, he's a great football player, but he cannot um, stop penetration from a defensive tackle uh, or defensive end. Um, and, and by the way, I, I don't think we can um, can wrap this uh, particular thing up without talking a little bit about the game that Luke, Lucas Van Ness had. He played an awesome game for Iowa. I mean, there's always guys that step up and, and make uh, have great games uh, in this rivalry. Uh, that young man played his tail off. But he, you know, had the opportunity to to rush that punt on Orion Vance, uh, sitting back there trying to take uh, take on you know 275 pounds of full speed coming at him, uh, not going to be able to do it. When you look at Iowa's uh, setup, they use a conventional shield where they've got three big guys back there, and you know. Uh, any scheme can work with the right execution, right? Any scheme can work. Um, what I saw in that first block punt was there were four guys that got loose, almost like they weren't touched. And again, it's okay to let a couple guys go. You usually try and find the big guys and let them go. Uh, and then they come in and they're a little slower and they're running the shield and you're fine. You try and, uh, get some, get a piece of the, of the smaller guys and then release down the field. But Iowa State didn't do either on that play. They didn't hold up the, the guys uh, coming through the line fast enough or long enough. Uh, and, then, and then, you know, got a little guy back there trying to block a big guy in the shield who really hasn't been blocked as he came through the line of scrimmage um, to that point. So, uh, you know, I think there's some things schematic uh, from a schematic standpoint that Iowa State has to has to change. Iowa State did change the personnel back there. Um, after the first after the first uh, block, uh, Iowa State went with, a, with another big back there. Um, they got uh, Tyler Morrow out on the field um, with Ross, and you know that was more effective. But you know even the second block uh, happened because the punter is stepping up into the pocket where uh, Morrow is. And um, that that whole the whole positioning of the shield and how that's working uh, needs needs some work. Obviously, um, the good news is Iowa State's defense and, and Iowa's offense uh, were um, a matchup that was solely to the advantage of the Cyclones uh, all day, and uh, you're able to to overcome a couple of block punts and, and, uh, three turnovers. And so I want to talk for a minute about Iowa's offense. You know, um, I feel bad for Spencer, uh, Petrus. I, I, I just, he's clearly a great kid, a smart kid, an accountable kid. You know, he's getting booed in his own stadium against his, against his rival. Um, but he can't make the throws that, 
that need to be made in order to to win a game like that. And you know, I, I don't know. Uh, obviously, there there's it's clear that Iowa doesn't believe they have a better option. So why is that, right? Why why is it that uh, you know a, a team with you know that's as prestigious and as and as uh, successful as uh, the Hawks have been um, not have somebody that can can operate that position uh, you know uh, consistently? I, I think the world has changed a lot, right? And and how um, the football world has changed over time and. Uh, I think Kirk Ferentz is one of the best coaches in in uh, college football. But if I were a quarterback, if I was a if I was a quarterback recruit, I would not want to go play for the University of Iowa. I, it, it's it's a system that um, doesn't focus on your ability as a quarterback. You you just have to be a bit player, and you know uh, most kids that that are uh, really. Uh, going to be able to handle that position at that, uh, at that level, don't just want to be a bit player. They want to be a star. And the way Iowa approaches football right now, their putter is the star. And that's, that's okay. Um, it's, it's a highly successful formula. There's no question about it. But I think for anybody to look at um, Petrus and, and say, you know, this is that kid's fault. I don't buy that, right? I just don't see that. I think this is uh, a function of how you choose to play. And, you know, um, there have been times where uh, I've talked about how much I like uh, how how Iowa plays, right? You take a lot of variables out of play when you play the way Iowa plays. You, you, you really um, don't have to have great quarterback play in order to be successful. They've proven that again and again. But when you, when you don't have good quarterback play, you, you can't do anything, uh, especially when your offensive line can't just, just roll out there and, and uh, beat somebody up. And, you know, for, for all the conversation about um, how good Iowa's defense is, Iowa State ran the football effectively on Saturday all over the place and and Iowa State's offensive line after you know a couple of um, um, missed blocks on the on the right side early in the game uh, really dominated the line of scrimmage and and uh, General Brock uh, had a had a great day and you know I think uh, the turnovers you know I I'm a I'm a quarterback sneak guy I love that play Iowa State clearly has it in the in the uh, you know, in in the playbook, uh, used it a couple times um, as the game went on. Uh, it, it's you know, short yardage is is a challenge. It doesn't matter what it is when it's packed in tight. Uh, it, it's hard. But um, you know, Trevor Downing's a guy who, and, and uh, Hunter Decker's are, are guys that can get you a yard when you need it. And you know, I, I love seeing him punch that ball out uh, from the half-yard line uh, with a quarterback sneak for a yard and a half. Um, you know, Hunter Deckers has all the throws. He's got all the throws. And a, a couple of the uh, shots that didn't hook up were there were a couple drops. There were uh, a missed route, um, actually two missed routes. Uh, and, and, 
you know, Decker's just throwing it to the spot that you need to throw it to. And uh, I, he's, he's running it great. Um, he's physical when he's running it. He made good choices in the zone read game. Um, he's got great composure, great composure. And, you know, for, for a young player in that position uh, to be that composed uh, and that uh, and execute at that high of a level and be able to just take any mistake that's made and just go, okay, we're, we're going to move on and we'll move and we'll just keep doing it uh, is super impressive. And I think it's a, a tribute to, to him. I think it's a tribute to the coaching staff um, for being steady with these kids for, for not, um, you know, creating a situation that, that any one situation is, is too big for anybody. Uh, I think Matt and the staff do a really, really good job of that. And I think it, you can see it in this team that they don't believe for a second that any one situation is, is insurmountable. And, you know, after, um, after Hunter threw that pick into double coverage uh, in the end zone, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, haven't, I haven't watched uh, an Iowa State-Iowa uh, game from my living room ever in in my life I, I haven't i haven't done it not not uh you know not since i was a little kid so 26 27 27 years uh of, of being at the at the at the stadium right uh <laughs> I, I i'm running around the house i'm screaming um you know i i'm i'm shout obscenities at the TV uh, mostly when we mostly when we turned them over on downs and mostly when we uh, you know made a great play uh, and uh, and after that one man I just stood up and I walked over to the court Kate my wife walked walked in and she caught me like she I'm just standing in the corner of the room uh, in, in in the next room just like smashing my head against the wall right and I I, I like how do you win a game that's this important when you're in the red zone like that and you turn it over twice in the end zone? How do you win that game? And, and you know, Iowa State's kids and coaches never flinched. They never wavered. And I knew they wouldn't. I think that's the cool part, right? I, I think um, that, that uh, the brand of this football team is um, – is exactly what uh, Matt's been working on since since he since he got here, and I, I can't love it more. I gotta I gotta give a, a shout out to uh, a couple of couple of folks. Um, oh, and, and by the way, uh, you know, like me crying after the game like a baby uh, it, it is because um, I know how much work and how much energy and how much care and how much love has been put into building this program into something that's super respect respectable uh on a national level and uh uh to see them have success doing that in those moments in those critical moments in a rivalry game uh is such a huge deal i mentioned reader uh the great the great game that he had um I love the muddled pass rush setup that uh, uh, Iowa State has. Uh, John Heacock and, and uh, team are, are doing a, a great job of um, confusing an offense in those settings. There was a high snap that almost got away from Iowa uh, when when Iowa State did that the first time, and that's because Will McDonald's standing over the top of the center, and, and he's freaking out because he knows he can't possibly match Will athletically. Um, 
But uh, I think another guy, MJ Anderson, uh, in this game was awesome. He was awesome. And I, and I know that he, uh, you know, they called him for lining up uh, in the neutral zone uh, on, that, on that play uh, at the end of the game. It was awfully close, man. It was awfully close. I mean, he, his hand is behind the the yard line uh, in 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 position where it needs to be. His head might be in the neutral zone just a, a little, but uh, has a strip sack, uh, you know. And and Iowa State thinks they've just salted the game away, and and for the officials to. Uh, call a 15-yard penalty there, I think, is not in the spirit of the game. You have to understand how small those sidelines are. You have to understand the critical nature of that moment. Certainly, Iowa State shouldn't have been out on the field the way they were, but give them a sideline warning. Iowa State had not been warned in the game for for a sideline uh, thing. You're going to take a game where these kids fight the way they fought all the way through it and, and have it potentially go you know, a completely opposite direction, a completely opposite outcome um, at the end of the game without a warning. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. And I think it was overall a pretty well officiated game. You know, I, I do think uh, there was pass interference um, by DeGene, uh in that, in that last drive for Iowa state uh, on the fourth down play that didn't get called. They threw the flag and then picked it up. I don't get that, but um you know, for the most part, pretty well, pretty well called game. Except, don't don't make that a 15 yard penalty. That's crazy, crazy. I think a really nice job on the on the call by Anthony Heron. I mean, that that's a hard like the TV call. That that's a hard job to do as somebody who played at a school and go do, do go do color like that. Um, I, I thought he uh, had a really nice, um, you know, as a as a guy who was a broadcaster for a period of time. Uh, appreciate a, a well, uh, good color. And, and I feel like um, he brought that uh, to the Big Ten Network um, in this setting. How about, how about Aiden um, Bitter's catch, the 15-yarder going out of bounds? I mean, that, that was filthy. And then X with the over-the-shoulder grab. I mean, I, I, the, the throw on that series uh, that X to X in the end zone, you know, there's only one guy who can catch that and he has to catch it with a circus catch, right? It's gotta be just, the coverage was awesome. And Deckers puts that ball in a place where only one guy can get it. And, and the only way you can get it is by making a, a, a stupendous one hand catch fully laid out. You know, he comes down and uh, hurt his ribs uh, trying to go get it. But uh Xavier Hutchinson uh, is is a boss, and uh, and he proved it again on Saturday with with a great game. You know the sky is kind of the limit uh, right now um, at this moment in the in the season. I think, and, and I said this last year um, heading into the year. I said there were two critical games, and they were both at the beginning of the year. The first one was University of Iowa in Ames. And the second one was was Baylor, and uh, you know Iowa State lost both of those games, um, and and the season ended up, you know, being um, a. Uh, I, I understand people look at last year as a as a disappointment. You know, I I think I think any season you don't know where you're going to end up. You just got to do the best you can do at any given moment in time. 
And uh, I, if there was a disappointment last year, it was that Iowa State didn't do the best it could do at any given moment in time in a couple of settings. But to say that the campaign overall is a, a failure, eh, I, I don't buy that. But I will say this. Um, those two games early in the year, Iowa State did not pass the test. Iowa State just passed the first of those same two tests that are in this year's schedule. And, and you know, you guys are going to laugh at me, but I think the KU game is another game that uh, is, is going to be a test this year. Um, but uh, uh, I can tell you that next week you got to if you if you go out and lose next week because you're not focused because you don't take care of details because you don't get better after laying a lot out there as Iowa State did uh, both physically and emotionally uh, on Saturday, then you can't have nice things at the end of the year. And and I think Iowa State has learned that lesson and, and knows it well. And um, uh, is going to go play good football next Saturday um, against Ohio. I, I think um, then two weeks from now we're going to be talking about uh, what is you know a really really crucial game for Iowa State in that Baylor game first first conference um, game. Man, I, I can't I can't be more proud uh, to be a Cyclone. I can't be more proud of the way uh, this football team did it. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of, of guys who chose Iowa State over Iowa that are on the field uh, and in that locker room that had the first taste of, of why they did that and uh, in, in the rivalry game. They taste why they did that every single day, right? I mean, if you're Hunter Deckers, you know why you did that, right? You, you watch what Spencer Petrus has to go out and do every week, and you're like, I would never want to do that. But um, you, you, you now have um, experienced the success of, of what it means to, to win in Iowa City against uh, your, um, your rival. And, uh, you know, we can, we can all talk about um, is, it, is it more important for one team or the other. Uh, I, I think we've gotten to a point um, – and, and I love, uh, I don't remember who, who said this, but, um, you know, made the point that this is really kind of the golden age of, uh, of this rivalry. Um, might've been, might've been Anthony on the broadcast. Um, but both teams are good, right? Both teams, uh, have experienced a ton of success and, uh, and for Iowa state to come out with a win, um, for the first time in, in, you know, six uh, contests uh, was a proud day, and you know, um, now you go do it. Now you go win next week, right? Now you go win the week after that. Now you go win the week after that, and and uh, or, or or just go do, be your best self, right? As, as much as that gets thrown around every day, and uh, and it means coming to practice, uh, you know, getting getting rehabbed and uh, going out and doing the little things right and, and, you know, not getting carried away around town and, and all those things that coaches preach and, and players have to execute. And, uh, but, but Iowa state's going to need to do some things in the punt game to, uh, adjust, uh, that in order to have more success in the future. The defense took huge steps forward. 
The offense still has uh, room to grow. I think uh, the third wide receiver uh, in the mix is still a question mark for Iowa State. They got a bunch of guys who can go catch balls, but um, you know, I think still still trying to find a little bit of magic from that third spot. And uh, um, you know, always always a chance to get better. But what a great uh, place to be um, jumping out from uh, for the rest of this season. Thank you all for uh, tuning in. Thank you to Fairway for sponsoring us. Um, love love uh, to bring this to you. And uh, I wish you all a, a great, great week. Uh, and enjoy being a Cyclone State. Um, again, again, cheers. Iowa everywhere.